The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, wanted to get to this because there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of debate uh, in the community and at City Hall right now about a proposal from EPCOR that, if approved, would see the city of Edmonton rezone land next to the E.L. Smith water treatment plant for a solar farm. It is a 51-acre solar farm in the River Valley in the city southwest that would cost about $26 million. The grid would connect solar panels directly to the plant and a battery storage system but there is some concern about the environmental impacts and access to the river valley joining us this afternoon is craig benville he's the director of the project and also the director of the gold bar wastewater treatment uh, uh, plant craig welcome to the show good afternoon jaylen good to be here yeah yeah it's great to talk with you craig tell us a little bit more about this about this project and why why the move to solar well, we really think this project um, aligns with the city's energy transition strategy to really create momentum on climate change leadership. Uh, this project is, is, is really ready now to achieve those tangible uh, reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. And while doing so, and by placing it next to the water treatment plant, it adds uh, a resiliency as well. And we have also that opportunity uh, to add the battery. So uh, it's really it's really an exciting opportunity for us. So it is, what, a 45,000 panel solar farm. What will this look like? What, will, what kind of impact is it going to have around the treatment plant? On that, on that, on that land. Yeah. So there's land adjacent to the water treatment plant now, just south of it, that's been held in reserve for quite some time, so that we can, when the demand grows for water treatment, we're able to expand into that area. But we don't need that right now. So the solar farm we view as a really good, beneficial use of that land while we wait for it for that water treatment expansion. So the panels themselves will look like you know of solar farms that you may see in other parts of yeah. of the province or 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 country there um so a 26 million dollar price tag on this who's paying for it uh so the the project was approved by city council through our normal water rate approval process back okay. in 2016 actual so it's it's edmontonians through their water rates that will be okay. uh, paying for the development of this project Okay, so I know that there were some public hearings or, you know, hearings about a year and a half ago on this. Uh, they lasted a few days, lots of speakers involved at, at that one. There was a number of concerns about some environmental uh, impacts and, and effects that this might have on the area. I know at the time that EPCOR was asked to do some more community consultation. What came out of that? Um, what came out of that, uh, those consultations? Yeah, through the, the public hearing process last year and, and ongoing community consultation, what we've been able to do is reduce the footprint of the solar farm. You mentioned off the top that it's now 51 acres. It was originally over 60 acres, so we've reduced it by 18%. That allows for expanded wildlife corridors, uh, opportunities for public access. And, and the other great development in the last year is is uh, we formalized a partnership with the Enoch Cree uh, nation uh, who earlier this year supported the the development of the solar farm. Yeah, a couple of things there. So wanted to, um, you know, when we look at this project going on that land specifically, could it go elsewhere, Craig? 
there's there's really a lot of reasons and benefits of why the project needs to be located adjacent to the water treatment plant yeah. and and largely because it needs to be directly connected to the water okay. treatment plant the the battery and the solar farm create what we sometimes call a a smart grid or a microgrid and that doesn't function in the same way if it's out just connected to the larger transmission system by connecting it to the load of the water treatment plant uh, it provides re resiliency notwithstanding that there's a financial benefit to Edmontonians a couple speakers at yesterday's public hearing from the University of Alberta and Nate and Nate uh, really spoke positively about the opportunity to understand how this will work because we know that renewables and batteries will become more and more common in the market. Interesting, um, because, you know, I, 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 again, uh, I, I know very little about solar farms, mm -hmm. and that's why I've called up you, but I've seen a number of people saying, well, why couldn't they just hook it up to the main grid? I mean, they could put this anywhere if they just hook it up to a, to a main grid, but you're saying that it's more beneficial to do it this way. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I, I would say addition to those kind of technical arguments that I, that I just made, um, we really feel, and I think the city feels that, to create that momentum on our transition to renewables, there's a real benefit to having a visible, accessible project here where where educators and school groups and members of the community can come up close to it. They can learn about water treatment, where their water comes from, how important the river is, and also learn about renewable energy, about the history of the land, um, and about the, the, the forest around it as well that's largely being preserved. Well, let's talk about that because I know there has been a, a few flags waved about uh, the environmental side of this. And I know that you had mentioned about uh, reducing the footprint by 18%, expanding the wildlife corridor. But there is some concerns. And I think in, in the presentation to City Council, EPCOR did say um, that there, there you know, some of the issues are, is, you know, wild impact on wildlife habitat. I mean, we know what that river valley does. We know it's a huge pathway for the animals coming in and out of uh, of the area. There's going to be some restrictions on, on the movement of the, the wildlife. And of course, always when we hear about solar things, we tend to hear about uh, the impact on, on birds. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about that and what will be done to address those concerns? Yeah, so with respect to wildlife movement, our wildlife experts who are part of the project have done uh, three or four years of wildlife monitoring with field surveys and there's actually been already 25,000 hours of uh, camera data collected mm. and while larger species like deer and and coyotes for example use that meadow for movement they're also a highly adaptable species and there's camera evidence of them successfully using the corridors that exist right now um, but will actually be widened as part of the, the project. Um, with respect to uh, migratory birds and, and that, that also is part of the work that's been going on the field for the past few years. And, and there actually is no good evidence um, when you look even North American wide on the phenomenon of, of birds uh, colliding with solar panels and, and that sort of thing. So that's an area that we'll continue to monitor uh, very closely um, for this project. 
Um, you know, you, you mentioned um, the relationship, um, the agreement with um, Enoch Cree Nation. Is This is originally um, First Nation land, isn't it? And there was some concern about archaeological uh, impacts, but there was a study done on that. What did it turn up? Yeah, so this is more than just traditional territory. This was actually uh, former reserve land of the Enoch Cree yeah. Nation that was taken from them in 1908. So it has a um, heightened degree of significance for them. And when the MOU was signed on this land on September 1st, um, Chief Moran noted that this was the first time that ceremony had likely taken place in over 100 years. So it was a real uh, special moment. Um, from the la- time the last public hearing, uh, we worked extensively with, with Enoch and they had uh, access to the artifacts that were covered through the archaeological work to make their own uh, determinations of, of the significance. Um, and, and this MOU not only um, addresses the you know, long-standing relationship that we hope to have with Enoch, not just for this project, but for all of our activities and, and water uh, in, the, in the River Valley. Um, so it's a really important MOU, and it allows Enoch to bring back ceremony to the site, uh, to visit the site, to, to look at the plantings and use them for uh, medicinal harvesting, uh, and opportunities for them for land-based learning for Indigenous youth. It's a real uh, great opportunity to work with them in the future. Craig Benville from EPCOR joining me this afternoon. Are there trails that go right along there, Craig? I, I believe there are, aren't there? Yeah, there's some, uh, I would say, informal trails that mm. go between the water plant now and the river, and as, as well as on the other side of the uh, plant. There are no trails within the, the 51 acres where the solar farm is proposed to be developed. That area is already uh, fenced and has been for quite some time. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious because over the past number of years, there seems to have been more and more um, interest or more talk about, you know, making that green corridor. You know, I, I think the River Valley Alliance has talked about making trail systems from, you know, downtown all the way out to the other side of, um, you know, Cameron Heights, uh, Muscogee yeah. Trail, all that sort of, all that sort of thing. There, there has been, um, you know, plans or talks in the works about that and the importance you know people really believing in the importance of that what impact do you think that this solar farm would have on 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 something like that on on making sure that that green ribbon um you know is is available and and can be put in place yeah we think this project actually complements those plans that are in the ribbon of green uh plan because that plan and we've met with the city and the river valley alliance on it and that plan talks about not just trail and pedestrian bridge uh, development, but it mm-hmm. also looks at access nodes and educational features. Yes. And there's an existing uh, multi-use trail that goes underneath the Hende Bridge and up to Cameron Heights right now. And that's a great opportunity to put informational signage there. Uh, and when the further tra- trail network is developed, we've signed an MOU with the city to allow them the, the area and the easements to put trails mm-hmm. in on either side of the plant uh, in the future. Interesting stuff, Craig. So what what happens now? I think there's another day of hearings coming up. Then you wait for a rezoning uh, approval or not from the City of Edmonton? Yeah, that's right. So the continuation of the public hearing is is for next week. And and look forward to the opportunity to hear feedback from Council and and, 
and feedback from uh, community members as, as well as we continue to, to work with them to uh, improve and enhance the project as we've done for, for the last three, four years. So if the um, if the rezoning is green lighted, when uh, when would work you know start on this, and when would that solar farm uh, be up and running in its entire entirety? Yeah, we we anticipate we'll continue through the winter here with the design and start okay. construction in early 2021, and we would expect those green electrons to be flowing by early 2022. <laughs> Interesting stuff. All right. F- you know, fascinating. I know anytime you bring up, you know, the River Valley and development in the River Valley, it can be an extremely, extremely a hot topic. There's a lot of people that are really, really passionate about it. Craig, I appreciate you taking the time this afternoon to, to shed some light on it from, from EPCOR's standpoint. Thank you so much. No problem. Happy to do so. Yeah, take care now. Craig Benville joining us this afternoon from from EPCOR. So, yeah, what do you think? 780-496-0063. So this solar farm going in um, on the land over by the EL, EL uh, Smith water treatment uh, plant, $26 million. Hey, guess what? You're paying for it, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, he, he talked about that. That's a, a, a part of... Uh, uh, what did he say? Um, uh, you know, increase in uh, in in what your your EPCOR bill that was you know passed a, a while back, but 26 million dollars. And again, there's a number of people, as I mentioned, that are that are ticked off about it, saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I I want to make sure that I continue to be able to have access to this area. I'm worried about the wildlife. We talked about that ribbon of green. Um, we did try to make contact, just so you know, with uh, the uh, River Valley uh, Alliance, but uh, uh, we we didn't hear back from them, um, but uh, we did want to hear from them as well. 